0: As First Nations, I have an experience learned and lived that I think works because it works for me uh, and my people and communities. But then at the same time, I need to make sure that that also considers the higher order aspiration of improving quality of life for all people. Welcome to the SheO.world podcast, where you will meet women who are transforming the world to be more equitable and sustainable. Your host for today's
1: podcast is the founder of SHEEO, Vicki Saunders. Welcome to SHEEO.world. Welcome, Tracy. It's wonderful to be able to have a conversation with you uh, at this time across this, all these things that are going on from New Zealand mm. to Canada. Hello. Kia ora. Kia ora. Kia ora. Good to see you. We um, we were talking a little bit about partnerships um, and what partnerships need to look like in this time mm. um, to create more equitable systems. And as we look at the just the barriers, the structural and systemic barriers that are just built into all of our systems and do not wanna replicate that future anymore. Um, and thinking from from your perspective culturally about what you see going on right now, What are you noticing? What are you noticing about how people are partnering? I think,
0: uh, and I'm sure that our um, matriarchs and patriarchs over time have said the same thing, (laughs) uh, that we are living in a time of extreme change and that requires people of voice and influence in homes, businesses, communities and country to really uh, lean in to the discussions and uphold uh, the cultural uh, characteristics of who we are and where we are uh, in a real and uh, practical way. And so, you know, when I'm over this last little while, being the last sort of 18 months or so as the pandemic hit uh, the world, I've really been thinking about what the place and position of people, just hitting all the P's there, and thinking about, uh, at the very minimum, us maintaining place and recognizing that that is still, for Māori in Aotearoa New Zealand, a deficit position. And then starting to think, chain backwards and then forwards, in terms of the policies, systems, or structures that are around us now, that we have inherited, and then uh, going forward, what needs to change in order for us to uh, address the inequity and inequality, inequalities uh, to get us to the start line. And while some of us, and this is what I'm being challenged by or criticized by some across the place, but people people like you, Maori like you, Tracy, are doing okay, so why can't everyone? Mm-hmm. Or what have you compromised or sold out on in order to achieve the gains that I have or we have, all of which is an unhelpful and negatively loaded conversation. And I suppose uh, for me, I've been really thinking hard about, um, you know, you mentioned, Vicky, about that partner, the partnership between people that is a legacy partnership in some, Especially, um, and it would be the same at home for you. Do you know, in New Zealand, we have tribes and sub tribes uh, that have intergenerational millennial relationships and partnerships that go back 10, 15, 20 generations or more. And so that's a real conversation uh, that's being had. And I suppose, what does that mean in reality? Like, practically, what does that mean? Uh, last year, Feels like March or April, Uh, I spoke to the Epidemic Response Committee here in New Zealand and talked about how uh, business as usual isn't acceptable for Maori because it wasn't usual for us and it held us in some parts in a position of deprivation. Uh, And then what policies need to change in order to uh, give us, give Maori and Pacifica and people of colour, uh, migrant. Uh, and other ethnic groups here in Aotearoa um, a a better a better quality of life and so we started to talk in practical terms over this last 12 months Vicky about things like the living wage so which I think is about $22.75 here in New Zealand uh, compared to about 20 which is the minimum wage and that two or three dollars may not sound like a lot for some but it's a difference between a meal or rent or power and then starting to think about how we take our Māori cultural values and uh, embed them and centre our policy and systems around that. We're having that conversation at the moment around fresh water, so how do we take the Māori philosophy of looking after our environment uh, and our natural resources so that we can uh, look at business or system change across organisations and communities and that has been challenging because it comes at a cost and not only in terms of time for rollout of projects, policy or legislation and getting you know, things like bills through our government, but also it costs businesses. And so as a chair of companies are here and across the world, um, I suppose what we have been thinking about, my boards have been thinking about Vicky, is. What does if we are going to hold true to partnership principles and values as a partner here in Aotearoa with Maori, Mana then um, what what does that mean in terms of our annual budget? How do we change our policies and systems with regards to people, health and safety, appointments, engagement, everything? It, it's a that um, it was a long answer to your question, but it's something that's really interesting
1: it's it's fascinating because I uh, part of the challenge we have is the a value set that comes uh, with a culture and a paradigm which Jesus. we are living in which no longer serves everyone and yet because we don't have a new paradigm yet agreed upon by everyone trying to fit new values or different uh-huh. values into this paradigm <laughs> its just like crazy. And I, I wonder uh, if this resonates with you and if you have any ideas, but I continue to get uh, into these conversations where people are like, just tell us some of the learning that you've got from what you're doing with your approach at CEO and and how can investors get better? <laughs> I'm just like, wow. you, can't, you can't get from there to here is what I often say, right? It's just a, a fundamentally different paradigm to come using your power with Mm. instead of your power over and Mm. um, not centering at, you know, a 10X financial return as the thing, but looking much more holistically. And so I just, I wonder if you have given that you've been in these conversations for so long, really Mm. coming at this from a different paradigm, like, I just don't think incremental is getting us where we need to go. And so I wonder if you've had strategies or approaches for, or seen movement in people being able to like, leave this par- paradigm behind and start walking in a new way together.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, it, it's a bit cliche, you, but people say be brave, you know, be courageous, <laughs> be a courageous leader. Well, you know, that means sitting down with the board, if you're the chairman of whatever gender uh, description you choose. Uh, to say, this is what our budget looked like last year. These were our objectives and commitments for the last 12, 24, 36 months. If we are going to uh, sign up to and make a real commitment to our philosophies or values are based on a principle paradigm, from my perspective as a Maori woman, for Maori, and because in New Zealand we have the Treaty of Waitangi, Te Tiriti Waitangi, then how does that uh, how does that change our operating model? Mm-hmm. How does that change our the way our board meetings run uh, and our strategy sessions run? And where are we putting emphasis? Where are we shifting emphasis or stopping? So no is a valid mm-hmm. decision-making tool mm-hmm. in these conversations, and that does mean uh, letting go of some stuff. In, in Aotearoa at the moment, just starting with the bastions of academia, uh, we've got two universities who have said, put their hands up, Vicky, and have said, are oh, we going to be te led Māori principles and partnership-led institutions. Uh, and that is brave and courageous, and I serve on the Massey University uh, Council. And so we are trying Mm. And that's with a big T underlined in neon. So doing things like um, putting our karakia or Māori prayers first uh, and last, which is a, a cultural value for us here, and I'm sure at home for you. Mm-hmm. And then starting to think about how we address um, the need to increase the, uh, our enrolments for Māori, and then what systems and support are required to ensure that Māori... And that Māori intake and cohort make it through the university learning system and then starting to think more about academic um, pursuit and education in terms of knowledge sharing uh, and your conversation about to or what is really important there. Otago University is doing the same and then you have other businesses uh, Māori-led like uh, Miraka which is a, a milk processing company in the centre of the North Island who have always done the same and who have managed in a really clever and commercial way to balance that commercial and cultural imperatives mm. so that they've got a strong balance sheet uh, that also reflects Māori principle.
1: That's amazing I mean I, I think this is uh, we are, we're so almost uh, incarcerated in a, in a singular way of doing things Um, and so having, uh, these companies as examples that can show the values led, um, approach that they have with strong balance sheets to show it's possible. You know, I think we're we're in such a moment of like show, not tell. And and I find often that, um, you know, we're like, we want to do this and, you know, the 0% interest loans that we're doing and payback rates that we have, et cetera. Uh, and people going, well, that's not possible. And then you show it. And then they're like, but there's no theory for that. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Like we don't have a theory for that, so it doesn't exist if we don't have a theory, and I just, I can't even imagine a Maori culture that you must be like, we have theories for all these things, they're just not taught.
0: Yeah, I mean, recently there was an article, or an open letter, uh, signed by I think almost a dozen professors from one of our universities that shall not be named uh, in New Zealand, you should have known better are saying that Māori knowledge, Māori science uh, and knowledge systems wasn't real science, wasn't pure, it could be considered alongside of Western or more traditional um, science theory and thinking, which of course was just rubbish. And so I think it's also about acknowledging and calling out that bias and racism Mm -hmm. in some places. But I think too, you know, there are some other cool things that are happening right now. So New Zealand made a a commitment to climate change, huge. So we have a 2025 target and then a 2050 target, so they're both big. And so what um, government and industry and Māori have done, said we're gonna do this together and we're all in. Now that's a challenging table uh, to be at, Vicky, because we are coming with our full selves uh, and also recognising that we bring decades centuries of thinking and learning. And what we've done for Māori is we've gone, taken a narrow and deep, and a, a deep and broad kind of strategy. So very deep on Māori, Mātauranga Māori in relation to climate change and its impact on our people in place. And then also saying that every single, every other single metric across that work program and strategy has a Māori, must consider Māori thinking and its impact on Māori. So you can appreciate that is a fascinating conversation when it comes to pricing mechanisms, nutrient mm. modeling, and loading. And so just really starting to think, what does what is the Mātauranga Māori, the Māori knowledge system response to a pricing mechanism when we consider the deficit, the legacy that we've inherited as mm. part of colonization, but then putting a marker there and saying, right, we still need to be part of the pricing or the modeling and the metrics. And then at the same time, how might we consider uh, and front load investment of money, time, people, resource, policy, structure, legislation on Māori. So that for for Māori, and I'm sure it would be for First Nations uh, and Indigenous peoples across the world, a complex, challenging, and reasonably straightforward conversation. And so for me, I need to think about how I communicate that in a way that's easily understood and applied. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Uh, and it is a moment in time where I I, uh, increasingly am seeing everywhere uh, and I don't know if you see this too, but uh, this just recognition that First Nations knowledge, Maori knowledge has uh, been living in harmony uh, with the environment, uh, with peace technologies that we all need to learn and understand because it's the answer for us at this moment of concurrent crises. Uh, And so are you seeing more interest or more openness to understanding different approaches?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's encouraging Mm -hmm. uh, because people have said, we've always wanted to, we've never known how. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want to engage in a respectful and honorable way. Uh, We don't know what we don't know. And that uh, step into the bon- that vulnerability uh, for professional and corporates in this case, uh, and government to a greater or lesser extent is empowering for all of us. So it gives a- we're giving one another permission to have a conversation about things that we don't. Re- we might have part of the answer. And so, mm-hmm. as First Nations, I have an experience, learned and lived that I think works because it works for me uh, and my people and communities. But then at the same time, I need to make sure that that also considers the higher order aspiration of improving quality of life for all people mm-hmm. in the interests of our planet and future generations. And that's the cool thing about this. And I mean, one of the other things that we're doing here and alongside of our brothers and sisters in Canada and across the APEC um, economies right now is talking about an indigenous peoples Economic cooperation arrangement which recognizes our respective cultures as a platform and DNA, if I might, a blueprint uh, for engaging in trade uh, and exchange. And so when we've talked about that, people have said, what do you mean exchange?
1: Mm-hmm. What does that
0: look like? Uh, what is, you know, what is the national take-home for that? How might that increase GDP? And, do you know, Vicky? So we've said, well, we don't really know yet. Um, we can run economic models and metrics, but then what does the economic modelling look like for First Nations Indigenous peoples' MAT in Canada, mm-hmm. or First Nations in, um, you know, Peru, or the, or across the economy? So that's a. Another really neat, and I mean that with respect, a neat conversation to be having across the APEC economies. And of course, New Zealand has the chair at the moment. And so we're making the most of promoting um, First Nations engagement.
1: This is fascinating because we're about to do with the Asia Pacific Foundation, uh, Mm. about to do a trade uh, mission with with New Zealand and Australia and Canada in December. Um, right. So the And the concept of exchange continues to come up. This is trade has been happening forever, far longer than any mm-hmm. of us understand uh, what this is. And, and so what are those new mechanisms, as you say, and metrics around exchange and trade mm-hmm. um, that are lifting everyone up? Fascinating. I um, Well, I'd love to see if you're available to participate in that and speak at I'd it just to. To, to talk about that. I think that uh, really starting to learn um, across our different cultures, how we might do business differently.
0: And I think, you know, when I was in Canada, I was fortunate enough to be in your home, well, it feels like a long time ago, 2019, it's not so long, (laughs) but it feels like uh, another time. Uh, We talked then about how, because it's always, it's too hard, or there aren't enough of you, or economies of scale, or what is it going to add? Too. And I suppose uh, one of the things that we had talked about in the past was previously uh, was um, using existing uh, free trade arrangements or agreements as bolt-ons, you know, as the architecture by which we might slip slipstream. So there are lots of different ways. And I think if you start with yes and
1: mm-hmm.
0: then, then doors open and minds open too, which is
1: really important. So much so. Uh, I just have a final thing I wanted to ask you about because I don't know if you uh, saw, there was an article a couple of days ago that Kiri Nathan uh, took a year from her business to go back and learn te reo Maori. And had said it was a lifelong ambition and there's just so many complexities behind it. But are you seeing more of a trend uh, for people to come back and learn their language? Yeah.
0: Absolutely, for Maori, uh, it is, About learning the language and it's about reclaiming our culture Mm -hmm. and it's about addressing intergenerational hurt and healing. I'm sure, you know, Kitty talks about this as well. And it's also about uh, setting aside the shame that was imposed because if you're Māori, you should know your language or your culture. So giving ourselves a wee pause uh, and recognizing that we're enough. And you know, um, Kitty, Kitty's journey and story is magnificent. We're also seeing more Māori women and Māori men taking on our moko kauai and for mm. men our mata ora, which is the facial tattoos for our men and women. And that's becoming commonplace, which is fantastic. Mm. And we just, it's just now Māori language classes are full. We are waiting lists, which is amazing. <laughs> amazing. <Just> amazing. <laughs> for everyone, so
1: Māori and non-Māori journey, learning there. Yes. Uh, well, here's tomorrow of that. Uh, I'm so grateful for your leadership, and for all that you do in the world, and so thankful that you spent a bit of a time with us today. Uh, this getting in relationship, uh, understanding each other, and figuring out how to partner to create a more equitable world is it's all there is. So, thank you.
0: Oh, look, spending time with you, my friend, does my heart and soul good. So, thank you. Thank you for listening to the sheo.world podcast. Like, comment, subscribe, and share this
1: podcast with your friends. We invite you to join a global community of radically generous women at sheo.world.